Welcome to Man United Way podcast. I'm your host Tanmoy and with me I have Amin Arslan Pasper. And we have a special guest today. He is a journalist by profession, a huge United fan and one of the members of the Red Army Kolkata, Arpan Kosh. Welcome to the show Arpan. Hey, thank you, thank you Tanmoy for hosting me. Yes, as you said I am a huge Manchester United fan. and uh, yeah i have been going through some of your podcast and well i must say that it is a pleasure for me to have you guys speaking to me it is amazing it is an amazing feeling thank you for having me thank you so much now the past week has been a top seat of one for any united fan and the result against sheffield was quite encouraging as marshall managed to break a 7 year old record of scoring a hat trick in the premier league a stat we are happy to get off our back but it was followed by an inevitable news of the merseysiders winning the premier league but we are back smiling once again with united they managed to book their tickets for the fa cup semi final now yesterday's match was quite painful for us to see and that's why i specifically used the word managed i will open it up for arpan to start off how are you feeling arpan yeah if you ask me how am i feeling it is a mixed bag you see you see that kind of a performance against Sheffield in the to begin your week i would say i am feeling just like every other corporate worker does through the week then in the middle of the week you hear some bad news then right after that you have a match against norwich which as you said managed to win but like yeah fine like we didn't play that well to be excited about it So yeah, it, I do understand how I how, how I say when I say I'm feeling this way a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely understand. Did we actually give not enough respect to Norwich, or was it our team that was not good enough yesterday? What would you say, Vasker? I think we gave a bit too much respect because we started off playing with two holding midfielders which I didn't think was necessary we should have just played with one holding midfielder and been a bit more attacking but obviously when starting lineup has our very own Jesse Lingard and Mata also Mata is good but then again when you have Jesse Lingard there and Igalo had a very good game but like almost most of the players had a pretty poor game so maybe like the lineup selection wasn't that good so i mean you had this uh, in your mind yesterday that we should start off with a stronger team like we did against Sheffield and then as the results ease off we will get them subbed and we could get the you know french players to come in and do the job and see us through but we did not see that happen is this something that you want to talk about today yeah i mean i think it was poor decision to actually start with that kind of a team as i you know told you yesterday as well we have a problem breaking teams down that shit back right we need creativity we need some attacking intent and we need to like put some goals in and then be comfortable and then do our own thing it was not a good decision to actually have mata and lingard start in a knockout game like that especially because you know we were playing against sitting that is getting relegated right so we probably should have put in our strongest team in for the first 60 minutes get a couple of goals in and then like manage the game having a double pivot of scott mcdominay and fred to you know hold off a team like norwich is not going to be very good but it's the first. same team almost the same team except for we had maguire instead of lindelof that played against derby and we actually played really well against derby what do you think could be the difference 
it does not matter actually it does not matter that we played the same team against derby a couple of months back in the last round of the fa cup it does not matter if you look at the last game we had a good momentum going with marshall doing a very good job and pogba and bruno playing together and creating chances we just needed that against a lower table team like norwich to control the game see what happened at the end was that we dragged the game to 120 minutes which means that it would be difficult for bruno to actually start the game on wednesday right so i think it was something that actually did not go according to the plan we should have put in a stronger team at the beginning especially with the packed right. schedule you need to finish matches quick and then you give rest to the main players and it being a knockout match you should have ended by half time the game should have been over marshall being in such good form especially carrying the confidence from last match should have started with the best lineup and then killed the match by first half and you have five subs right now so yeah, you could so have given chance to different players those who don't get chances so i was listening to the arguments you guys made and it is absolutely true that we started the we started the match with the two holding midfielders two middle pivots and scott mctominay and in fred but i think when making the team ole had this in mind that okay he is going to give a start to lingard because he has not gotten any kind of game time under his belt but uh, if you look at the, if you look at the matches that are stacked up right now this is probably the easiest match we can get so if you want yeah you cannot as a manager you cannot be completely kind of a disrespectful towards the player i think this is what is going on in ole's mind when he started uh, lingard and we I also had to agree. give yeah and we also need to rest all the players you know give them a suitable amount of rest uh, so that they can recover from the matches that is the reason we changed we had like eight changes in the match we had we started off with a with a changed lineup i do not even want to call call it manchester united now like after seeing the first lineup it was not manchester united playing it was probably uh, manchester united with the difference kind of a thing yeah but the thing is but the thing of playing two pivots i think it is important to keep in mind that todd cantwell and timu puki both are pretty fast paced players and if you are starting with eric bailey who has a tendency of you know roaming around and if you are starting with diego dallo who is essentially by trade is a winger not a right back in his approach yeah yeah so i i think you need to keep in mind that todd cantwell and timu puki would exploit the spaces there would be half spaces left behind the players and they would like to exploit that Dalo I think we already won. saw that, right? When the goal yeah, was yeah. scored by Cantwell, exactly, because Fred exactly, and exactly. Scott McTominay was not doing the job properly. They didn't yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I think like both uh, for like it. This used to happen before the lockdown and COVID crisis. Both McTominay and Fred, what they did really well was close in and press and break down attacks, which was something which just did not happen yesterday. if you notice like the norwich players were given the ball way too easily and they were not being closed down and they were giving given the possession time to time and they were allowed to come in and attack so that is i think one place where like both of the players should have done better but i think this comes back to a much larger point is like post bruno our performances have been amazing like we've been playing very well and united has been winning in fact since the time he's joined we haven't lost a game till now yeah 14 in a row yeah but uh, if you look at it there was one game i'm forgetting against who europa league game where we didn't where bruno didn't start and the game was going pretty horribly and then he came on and the game started it was the team before linz and yesterday after 14 games bruno had his first 
bad performance in a united shirt and i think that impacted the game much more because in terms of style of play and everything like uh, i think he has been single handedly making most of the chances and creating things and all but end of the day he is human also so he can have an off day and i think him having an off day because although like in his off day also like he had many moments of brilliances in the game also if you look at that red card incident it was his back pass which led to that right. and it would have yeah. been an assist if igalo wasn't stopped so he played well but obviously not up to his standards and he has set a very high benchmark himself with the kind of performances that he's put in so that one off day which he had i think exposed the weaknesses in united and the over reliance of man united on bruno fernandes in terms of performances but do you think this is a concern that scott mctominay and fred they both are not really where they were before we went in for this long break because previously they were the main stand and we had bruno but yes bruno brought in the creativity but the main stand of the midfield was around scott mctominay and uh, fred on their work ethics on their you know the way they run they cover that is not exactly happening right now and that is where i think our midfield is getting broken right but if you look you at think? it like both of them didn't start the season off very well they did take quite a few games to get into the stride and then both of them hit it off and they were playing quite well so they did take a while to get started and i think which has been the case again after the lockdown where they've had such a long break of more than 3 months and like i think it's going to take them some certain number of games to get back into form but that is just the kind of time which we don't have because right now with the remaining games and then europa league starting off it is kind of a every game is a must win kind of a situation for us especially with wolves winning yesterday chelsea beating city and like it's getting increasingly difficult for us and almost every premier league game and fa cup also and europa league also now with the change format every game is a must win game for us i think yeah apart from the last game i think every game is a must win don't you think at this time i think um, see if you look at the games that we are playing i think uh, yeah bhaskar made a really good point that bruno's introduction has only shown us how reliable how reliable he is and how re- relied we are on him when it comes to winning games when it comes to creativity if you try to remember this is the thing that happened with paul pogba when right. paul pogba alone was there it was again we were relying like uh, on him for the entire creativity of the team so if you look at the match between sheffield and manchester united you will see that paul pogba and bruno both were on the pitch and both of them were not doing extensive amount of work they didn't have to because they had each other pogba and bruno complement each other really well they understand how creativity works both of them are very imaginative players they understand how creativity works and they understand how to stress the defense so it is again when you play both of them together you would get better results but when it comes to mctominay and fred mctominay is a workhorse i know many people do not like him but i do because he is the person who would actually do the dirty job if you look at james milner if you look at henderson if you look at any if you look at ndd if you look at any, look at any team if you look at busquets and then vidal so apart from busquets i do not think mctominay or fred lacks a lot in quality 
or uh, in um, like comparison to most of these players I've mentioned. So I think McTominay is a workhorse. McTominay can get the job done. But when you rely on him for creativity, see, he has his limitations. He is not right. a creative player. So when you, we have to keep in mind that yesterday's match, and the first point I would like to say, uh, when Talmud said that, did we give too much respect to Norwich? I'm like, I would differ on that. I would say we took them too lightly. Otherwise, we wouldn't have made eight changes to the team. If we, have, if we would have given them any respect, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have, you know, um, maybe played that, the, the team we played. We would have right. gone ahead with a slightly stronger team. So it was a changed team. The team did not have much to offer on paper or on the field. In both the cases, the team did not have many, many things to offer. And uh, yes, that is what happened. If you put a team to play that has not played for like months together, you would not get any kind of output at all. Yeah, I think that See, well, if you start issue. Lingard, I think you are not respecting your opponent in any how. <laughs> <laughs> Lingard starting means you, you giving them no respect at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think that Lingard can get the job done, then yes, you are not giving enough respect to the opponent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because the opponent should be offended that really you think we are this bad that you are playing Lingard against us. So, I mean, jokes aside, it's kind of a paradox actually. I mean, uh, I mean what, what you said, I agree with you that probably took it up bit lightly the eight changes that we made it was because we took them a little lightly because if you really think about it who is going to create chances I mean it was kind of funny to see Bruno's performance getting reduced just like Pogba's performances were getting reduced back when he was playing with Lingard and Marta in the wings so we need to make sure that we do not make those mistakes or we do not repeat those mistakes again I mean it's a knockout match anything can happen in an FA Cup match right I mean it is the same Norwich team that defeated Tottenham in the previous round. So it's a knockout match when you say this in the press conferences that you really want to win this trophy and this club is all about trophies and things like that. You have to do what is required to get the job done first and then think about getting chances to Lingard and Mata because they have not been getting enough chances. So that's my opinion about that. The second thing is, as far as double pivot is concerned, we always run into this problem where we are unable to break teams down when we are playing against lower tight teams. But when we are playing against teams that are going to come at us, this double pivot of Fred and McTominay works very well for us. This was not that kind of a team last night, right? I mean, we were not going... I understand Timo Puki and Cantwell are very fast players, but they were not that kind of a threat that we would have to have you know, midfielders in a pivot just trying to block them down. And they did not do a good job even then yeah. because because Cantwell was able to score from quite some distance bypassing them. The thing is, what I think, like, okay, we talked a lot about the team selection and, and things might not go according to the plan in a game, right? What you need to do is react to what's happening in the game and then make changes accordingly, right? Sometimes I feel that we do not see those changes happening, uh, you know, as quickly as they should have based on how the things are going on in a game. What do you think about it? Yes, absolutely. Because I think we had the similar discussion when we were talking about the Spurs game also. We saw that entire first half, how like, you know, we weren't creating much and like we needed a player like Pogba to come on. And Pogba, since halftime, he kept on warming up, but he waited till the 62nd minute to come on. And as soon as he came on, he instantly made an impact. 
and i completely agree with you it's always better to start off with a stronger team score a few goals and then like take them off and give the rest to players then start off with a weaker team and expect players to come in and suddenly make an impact and make something happen. absolutely 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 and i think like one of the main things is if you look at it like when pogba and bruno played both of them played very well because they had a proper cdm in matic behind them who was controlling the game pretty much like a quarterback and marshalling the whole team like now our main issue is and we've spoken about this in our earlier podcast also regarding the transfers that we don't have a proper replacement for matic mctominay does the job fred does the job but we don't really have another cdm in the team so if matic is not playing by default he has to play two midfielders instead of him because we don't have a proper cdm that's why like we this time we were talking about in the last podcast also like how we need a proper cdm in the team because matic also is getting old and he is in his last year of his contract so that is i, th- I think one I think, of the I main areas was, of focus this transfer window i think we should have i think that was the reason why tom and fred played last right. night uh, because because we do not have a defensive midfielder who can play in matic's position uh, so we definitely have a gap there see my tom is a player who will come good much later but you need somebody to replace matic by next season uh, mctominay cannot be the solution fred we've seen last season he was all over, all over the place so, so you can't really rely on a good box to box midfielder there's no doubt about that but he's neither very good at creating and attacking and neither is he very good at being like defending you know, the screen. as a single pivot yeah defending as a single pivot and being the screen in front of the two center backs so he is a very good box to box midfielder there's no doubt about that like there's been performances where he has single handedly pocketed the main attacking players of the opponent teams but then again like uh, we also have to understand what his strengths are and what his weaknesses are so we have to base our judgments and have expectations accordingly i think yeah he won't do a good job if you want to want him to create chances he won't do right. a good job if you want him to defend the defenders he is a box to box midfielder is a workhorse we all love him but he's probably not well suited to the position where matic plays and we need someone to replace him and so i think like both both mctominay and fred are very similar players because their style of play is very much similar of breaking down plays and passing the ball now both if both the players are just breaking down plays and passing the ball like you you need another player who has to create the chances also and that can't just be only bruno that is again as arpan said over relying on bruno a bit too much and putting all the stress like how we had done in past earlier days on pogba and then abusing pogba for not creating enough and making the team win so there has to be a balance between the two and i see the same problem in the center back situation also where lindelof and maguire both are too similar in characteristics both are very good with the ball on their feet maguire is obviously much better and a very good header of the ball lindelof is weak in the air but again both are very slow players so any ball over the top like both the center backs just can't run and defend it and that is why i thought like eric bai is a very good partner to maguire and i think he had a pretty good game also yesterday yeah bailey looked really so- solid he always does whenever he plays bailey True. the thing with bailey is his composure i remember one moment in the last match yesterday even he the ball was going out any other defender would have seen it out but bailey wanted to keep it in 
Now right. Cantwell did understand that and he snatched the ball. That is fine. You make mistakes. Mistakes do happen. But I'm talking about the mindset. The Bailey with Bailey. If you remember, there was this turn in another match. I, th- I think it was Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. legendary. So Bailey actually. Yeah, that is legendary. Now it is not about. I know we might concede a goal for that. There would be pundits who would be saying that. Okay, we would if you do that in the defense, we would concede a goal. But it's not about actually what he did. It's about. It's more about the mindset. Right. You know, keeping the ball. And if you and those who have played football know that defense actually starts from the first striker. So if you take out one attacker, you have nine, one less man to beat. So why not? Why not that? And yes, Lindelof and Maguire, both of them are uh, really sloppy. I would, I would go as far as to say that because I've seen them getting caught flat-footed multiple times. But the fact is, both of them are really calm-headed and they do not get at least Maguire, I do not want to jinx it, right. but they do not get injured as much as Bailey does. Yeah. So I think a reinforcement is needed in the defense line to begin with. And now coming to the conversation that we are having on uh, McTominay and Fred, I do like to, I would like to follow Bhaskar in what he said and like to add a simple thing to that. If you look at Matic, he is like a metronome. Okay, right. So uh, he breaks the plays, he picks up the ball. He looks at the players where he can pass the ball and then he creates it. So he's the first line of creativity. Now, uh, with Matic, if you have McTominay, that is fine because, or Fred, either, either of them, it is fine because one of them would break the play and give the ball to Matic. If you have Pogba, even better. But if you leave the entire midfield, like we did to McTominay and to Fred, both of them are breakers, like NDD. Right Now, we have to rely on Bruno to come down, take the ball, carry it forward, then create something. And uh, Mata is very slow. I, I, I'm not trying to insult any of the players. I, people know that I respect everybody who puts on that shirt, apart from Jesse Lingard. Um, sorry for that. And then yeah. Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> And if you, if you have murderers, right? Criminal, if you have... That kind of a team. If you, you're, Norwich is still a Premier League side, right? They're, they are, okay, they are getting relegated at the end of the season. But they are still there, right? They are still in the in the, so, in the mid. They are still counted as the Premier League team. You cannot put in Mata, then Lingard, and then expect Bruno to create something out of that. Bruno, Bruno is a very good player, but even Messi could not do, win the World Cup with Argentina. So, yeah. And I, and I think we saw a lot of frustration also from Bruno, uh, like in the first half when he was trying to ping balls left, right and center and people weren't just making the runs because Mata, like I have a lot of respect for the guy off, off the pitch. But on the pitch also, he is a very good player. It's just that I think he's completely lost his legs and like again, he's another player who's a bit too slow for the Premier League right now. He's a very skillful player and his first touch and everything is amazing, but he's just too slow for the Premier League or the English Championship. That's why like some of the Europa League games and all he plays, he puts in pretty good performances, but uh, for the Premier League and uh, he's too slow. Let's end the midfield discussion out here and let's talk about how good Odeon Igalo was yesterday. I, think I, I need to hear that because he played a very crucial role in both the goals that we saw and even Marshall uh, in the first match against Sheffield and a hat-trick that ended a seven-year drought 
let's talk about the striking department right now yeah i think egalo like since the time we he's uh, come to united and like we've been watching him play i can't remember too many chances that he's missed with inside the box because uh, like if he is the perfect poacher which we have been crying out for for quite some time because uh, if you see the kind of finishes he's made the one in uh, against linsk in the europa league where he juggled the ball and took a shot even the one which he scored yesterday and like even his first goal which he tapped it in like uh, it's like perfect poachers finishes which marshall and rashford they just can't seem to make these kind of finishes because they are more skillful players who are better at running at defenders with the ball than being inside the box and finishing chances so i think he is a kind of striker which we always needed and i was very happy with his performance in fact uh, he was uh, brought down by that tim close guy but uh, otherwise i think like uh, he would have had the second goal and we would he would have scored the winner if he wasn't brought down and when you get when he gets the ball inside the half you get that sense of confidence that okay he's going to finish the chance for whatever is coming to him like we see like so many times we see rashford getting chances inside the box we are just not confident enough whether he's going to finish it or not he's a very skillful player amazing at running at players dribbling past five players but like when it comes to finishing i think like igalo is very good and even marshall like he is uh, i think ole has been giving him a lot of coaching lessons because even his finishing especially the first one you see like the first goal against uh, sheffield in the first two both of yeah, them both of them the especially the, were amazing. the first first one was a very difficult finish like if yeah. you see the replays of the goal and all it was a pretty difficult finish because rashford completely he didn't pass it he basically blasted the ball into the area and like he just uh, finished it uh, marshall just finished it so it was a amazing finish so i think marshall is also getting there yeah, yeah i i yeah, loved igalo's yeah. game yesterday i think i think i really loved it i think we did not create enough if we had created right. uh, you know enough good chances if uh, bruno and pogba were playing together we probably would have given more chances to igalo and probably he would have scored more uh, but nevertheless he did a very good job he got us a goal and that red card that could have decisive later on so loved his game marshall is also getting there he's silently having a very good season uh, this year like 19 goals uh, already even though he did not do like he did not like uh, put everything on fire or anything but he's silently uh, you know getting those chances uh, converted uh, properly and he's having a good season but i i would still think that he still needs to do a lot of work on on staying consistent uh, with these performances because one one match he's really good the other match he is like slacking so uh, he needs to do a bit of work but yeah very happy with both the performances and especially if you see his hold up play that is something which our strikers have lacked for quite some time because like uh, yesterday's game also if you see there was many a times where he was getting the ball but there was nobody around him because mata is slow to catch up lingard always runs in the wrong direction but you saw him always like holding up the ball and allowing players to come into the game which i think is a very important aspect for a striker i think i think igalo is the perfect is a perfect solution to this uh, one man striker thing that we we wanted for some some Absolutely. time we look up we tried it yeah. out with lukaku 
but Lukaku is first touch. I think uh, Igalo matches the strength when it comes to Lukaku, but yeah. Uh, yeah. when it comes to first touch, I think Igalo is uh, like way, uh, way you know, two notches ahead. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, two notches. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you makes you wonder that if Igalo had Bruno and Pogba behind him to create chances, you makes makes you wonder how many goals he can score. Because most yeah. of his goals, most of his games where he's played, he's scored. But it's been with a, a much weaker second reserve team of, of United, which is basically of Lingard and Mata and Pereira, who's basically uh, created chances for him and he's scored. So it makes you wonder if he had Bruno and Pogba behind him, like you know how well he, like how much more improvement there would be in his performances. Fine, we flat. Come on. <laughs> We play Brighton and Bournemouth next week. So, what what do you expect from Ole? Do you expect them to play the strongest side up, you know, up front, and then uh, send in their lower fringe ones to finish the scoreline, or or how do you want to see that? Absolutely. We are in the uh-huh. end game now. I I don't care at all about the uh, the second fiddle teams playing in and getting chances or anything like that. Get the I results secured first. Very... No, get the results secured first, and right. then give them chances wherever possible. Because we cannot I... be giving we cannot be giving them chances at the cost of the game. We cannot afford that. We are in the end game now, so I we agree. need to make sure that we get the results first, and then whatever chances we can afford to give to other players, let let us do that. Yeah, and I think our yeah, only worry would be that yeah. uh, Bruno, uh, Maguire, and Shaw—they have three of them have played all three games, and the last game they played 120 minutes. So, considering that, and the fact that uh, the Brighton game is uh, on Tuesday night, so it's a pretty low recovery time. So that just makes you wonder, like you know, like. It just reinstates the fact that, like you know, we should have gone in with a much stronger team so that these players could have got rested instead of being played for one twenty minutes on the third game running. That is uh, that is true. Brighton have shown that what they are about against Arsenal. I know I do not want to uh, reinstate Arsenal's misery, but it's just that Brighton are. You know, it would be uh, it would not be a very wise thing to underestimate Brighton. I would go with a I would go in with a team of Bruno and Pogba and Rashford and Martial and see the game off in the, like within like the opening maybe 30 35 minutes because they're not so good defensively yeah with all due respect to Graham Potter but yeah I would like to end the game in 15 maybe maybe 15 minutes into the second half and then rest now, since Ole does not does not like uh, early changes, Ole has never liked early changes. He like he go, he goes on with his changes at like sixty minutes, every in every match sixty minutes, and that is when you know that uh, yeah he's gonna make a change. In fact, his so, trade his trademark substitution was Mason Greenwood at the 80th minute. 80th minute, yeah. So yeah, he would he would he would probably go in with a similar kind of a thing. So what he would do is he would. Uh, we we can see the game off in like sixty odd minutes and maybe give uh, give you know the likes of um, Andres Pereira to make it look dirty and you know leave a bad aftertaste when the match ends kind of a thing. <laughs> okay, who's your player of the week, Arvan? Player of the week, uh, yeah, yeah, it has to be Martial, Martial, Martial. Martial. He, he's yeah, man, sixty million down the drain. Whoever said that, that that mm-hmm. that person is probably gutted right now. That he he should be. He or she should should be. I think Martial okay, has his, 
Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Martial and Maguire also to an extent. Okay, I mean I think it is Martial for me as well. I mean, it's difficult to take it away from him. I mean, the guy broke the seven year of uh, misery. So, uh, so I think yeah, it's Martial for me as well. Okay. I guess it's Martial for everyone. Yeah. Because he, apart from the hat trick he scored against Sheffield, even last match when he came on, he showed some intent. You know, there was okay. something about him that changed the game. Before we wrap up, we would like to thank Arpan for joining us today. And as we come to the end of the podcast, I would like to touch upon some of the disasters that's been happening in 2020. The year started off with the Australian bushfires, the devastating floods in Indonesia. Then the whole world has been struck by the deadly coronavirus, and we've all been locked into our homes. This has been followed by multiple earthquakes all over the world. Then the super cyclone, locust attacks. So it just keeps on continuing. and then came the biggest uh, disaster of them all for a united fan which was basically liverpool winning the league after 30 years but anyways i wouldn't like to dwell too much on this but end today's podcast in the words of ole by saying congrats to jurgen and his men